Hey, you there on the street, you on the bike, listen to this podcast, Generation Zennial. Sorry, I was trying to do a Blues Brothers thing there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. It go for work. it. Yeah. <laughs> Salutations, everybody. It's it's another Friday. It's Keith and Vinny. We're here at the Generation Zillennial Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. I appreciate you. Hi, Keith. Hi. So, controversial topic. Ready? Right off the bat. We're going. Yeah, we're just going. We're going for it. Um, Keith, Keith, sprung, Keith, Keith sprung this on me. He tip recorded. I, was I, I wasn't even ready for it. We were talking about what we we're going to talk about. And he said, you know what? I'm, I'm ready to go. Talk. We got we got. Okay. Lithium mining. Lithium mining. I don't know much about it. I know child labor is bad, so I don't like that. Well, I know a lot of lithium mines, cobalt mines are, you know, child labor. Slave. So, I, I think child slave labor, to, to be exact, isn't. It? So, so the 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 reason why I bring up lithium mining. Yeah, you've been listening like, to stuff. So not because you, you've been listening to stuff, it, but and then I'll pretend to know what I'm talking about because this is the internet, and that's what people do on the internet is talk about things that they. Pretend they think they know about. Well, what we do know about is that we need to get off of fossil fuels, right? That's true. And how do we get off of fossil fuels? We use uh, green, you know, we use solar power and wind power and, and things like water that. Water power. But, and water power. But we need to also store that energy for when the wind, sun isn't shining or the wind isn't blowing. And we need batteries. So, so we need batteries. What are batteries made out of? Lithium. <laughs> The best kinds of batteries we have now, yeah. Yeah, the be- the most efficient currently. To make a battery out of potato. No, well, I heard someone made an iron battery recently that's actually better, but that's another topic. Really? Yeah, that I, was, be, I saw that, that. That'd be a huge. There's I saw that the other day. Someone made an iron battery that's more efficient than the lithium battery. <laughs> so if you get there, that'd be great. But yes, right now lithium is mostly mined in South America, on a couple of different countries that is exploitive of the the native people, the environment. Etc. But there are also initiatives to start lithium mines here in the United States, really? especially in like Nevada. Um, uh, yeah. So there's there's you know, there's a company that's trying to start in Nevada, and of course you have pros and people for it and against it. And I, I, the interesting thing I heard about though is like, so Nevada apparently is actually a very big mining state. There's like a lot of mining that goes on in Nevada. Um, and as one person put it, uh, you know we can't have what we have without mining like this the just the world we have we can't exist without you know everything we have is if it's not grown it's mined yeah that's so basically any, any resource if, if <laughs> you don't collecting grow resources it, work if, if you don't grow it you mine it so you have to create a you know i played civilization clean <laughs> that's how it Wait, works you got to build yeah. mines you know you people get upset like oh you know oh we got mine things i don't want to mine stuff well you gotta have you have to mine things in order to have things um so, so it's it's more of a, I'm bringing it as more of a ethical quandary of like, yes, we know currently in where it's being done now, uh, ethically speaking, is not great. Uh, but at the same time, for the future of all of humanity, we do need the lithium at this current moment in time, because it's the only viable source of storage we have for our batteries. So what say you? <laughs> so the iron battery comes out, but we're gonna need so, we're gonna need to mine more iron then too. So yeah, we're gonna well either way we're gonna have to iron mine stuff. Can't but grow, it's like, can't grow, iron doesn't grow on trees, but they but say it's, it's also better than you know it's better than fracking, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I know fracking is you know pretty dangerous. It seems like. Well, fracking, you're. I know people try to say it's safe, but no, you know. come on, you're you're inserting 
what? Uh, I've also seen videos of people's sinks being lit on fire. So, you know, that's. Well, you're, you're inserting stuff into the ground to force out the, the oil yeah. or the gas back to the surface. So you're like putting one thing in to get something else out. And then there's runoff into the local water systems. Probably not good. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't seem to work out when we put chemicals into the ground for some reason. <laughs> it's, you know, it's weird how that happens. Bad, you know? bad things seem to happen. Especially when it's like within residential areas. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, people want to drink the water and it's like, you know, not it's clean. Like, like you said, on, on fire or something. You know? Drinking water is pretty important. I think we need it to live. I'm pretty sure I learned that somewhere. And, in school uh, that water is uh, important for life we were like 70 percent water that. or something you know i do know that um you know that's one reason why again civilizations you know started near rivers because it was a good source of water oh see now now you're gonna get me on this other tangent great now we got to talk about lithium lithium well i was gonna say get on tangents yeah. later okay <laughs> tangents later water equals beer okay got it because because the first civilizations didn't actually drink water they drank beer True. I didn't learn that in civil. I didn't learn that in my civilization game. Well, it's just more of that, you know, even though they were by remember early civilizations, they 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 use the same water source for everything, drinking from, showering in, defecating in. They only had a you know few yeah. options. So because of that, um when we finally got early actual civilizations, it's because they figured out how to distill beverage, you know, um beverages which cause them to you know you burn when you boil stuff it gets rid of the bad things and so you know you, you know, i'm not, not talking about like ipas here i'm talking about low quality but you know bud light stuff but still i want to drink blue moon civilization is so. founded on beer because now you have a source of liquid that's hydrating it actually has nutrients in it because it's basically liquid bread um and you can able, as they able, call it as, you're able as, to have as the drums uh, call it at 11 a.m this is my lunch <laughs> You're able to have a civilization that way because you could have a lot of liquid to to populate your uh, to uh, supply your people. I don't why I don't know why beer marketers aren't using this fact more often. Yeah, you know, I don't know because beer is good for you. Beer, it's, beer is it started all of civilization. Without beer, there would be no us. Yeah. Anyways, lithium. We need lithium. We need lithium now. We've gone from Currently. beer to lithium. Sorry, we're going back. No, we're going back to the lithium. No, no, I'm just saying as a civilization. Oh, yes. (laughs) Well, to to get off of fossil fuels, because I think you and I can both agree, and anyone that thinks that, you know, realizes that climate warming or global warming, there you go, climate change, global warming. Climate change, global warming. Is a real thing, because it is. I don't know, Keith, it's going to get colder pretty soon, so I don't know if that global warming is actually real. Yeah, except it's it's halfway through October and it's seventy something degrees outside today. Well, here, and my kids are wearing shorts. It's colder in Sweden or something like that. Oh I, yeah, because they're you know they're a little bit north of us. No, I I, just, I saw uh, an article on it. I just kind of scrolled by it because it was like this is probably pointless. But it's something like oh, so and so places recorded its six coldest months on record. I was like, okay, what's your point? Like that's the, the globe is still. The global temperature is still rising. You know this to be a fact, so I don't understand what your little point is. They don't understand but, that you have to go with the mean average over time and not like the drastic ups and downs. People don't understand anything. Let's oh, be honest. Like, yeah. People still say, well, it snows out. It can't be global warming. It's snowing more in places. Like, what? Does, it kind of proves the point that, what was that climate's changing. 
There was wasn't there a senator that brought the snowboard to the to the chamber floor? Probably. <laughs> he was like, "How is there global warming if I'm holding a snowball?" I mean, because uh, it's still winter. Marjorie Taylor Green can bring internet memes to the to the floor of the oh Congress. Why can't people bring snowboards? Oh, anyway, lithium mines, Keith. Keep, keep on track. Talk about your lithium. Fine. I'm not talking no, about I'm just, just upset about climate change now. Hey, look, like I said, I, I want my electric car as much as the next person that cares about climate change. Uh, but, you know, it, it may, I have, I don't know. I guess it's one of those things like, oh, am I going to be irate about the lithium that's being mined? But I'm not irate about everything else that I consume because. People get like, oh, lithium mines, this and that. I'm like, yeah, what about gold mines, diamond mines? Um, you know, no ethical consumption under capitalism, Keith. Your McDonald's hamburgers, your Nike sneakers. No ethical consumption under capitalism. That's that's one yeah. of my favorite one of my favorite lines. I will keep repeating it. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't make things better, right? Um <sighs> There's a lot of say, people, people only, only go after the new stuff. They from forget a, about from the old a, stuff. From, I'm trying to come at this from like a leftist perspective. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of wealth in the world, right? And these lithium batteries obviously create a lot of that wealth. Um, these lithium mines create a lot of that wealth. And obviously it's, it's, it's exploitive labor, um, you know, even more severe than most exploited labor is. Um, so how do you know how do we fix that? How do we how do we how do we kind of resolve these ethical dilemmas? So if we if we mine within our own country and we have our standards and practices, that does that obviously make it more be a little bit more regulated, but yeah. then you but then again you run into a, a global competition where it's like other countries have no problem using child slave labor to make their things right. and it'll be cheaper. And corporations, they you know, they're as much as people want to believe they're people and have feelings, they they just want the monies so and they're just going to do what's best for their bottom line and not what's best for new humanity so they're going to still buy the lithium from the cheapest source which would well didn't didn't biden put in an initiative for american companies to buy from american manufacturers i feel like there's an initiative about that i feel like every president says that but you know i feel like he actually like made an executive order it wasn't like let's we should do this he's like no we're gonna do this or you will be penalized yeah, but there, and if you look into it, I'm sure there's like plenty of exceptions because these things get lobbied and loophole and there's always workarounds and you know there people are going to find ways around things. They, people always find ways around things that they don't want to do. We talked about the the the, um, the Pandora Papers last week. It was the same idea, right? They're going to find ways to hide their money and avoid taxes and avoid you know giving back to 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 what they were able to benefit from. So, so yeah. I'm I'm being really pessimistic. Yeah, seriously. You know, I really want to buy my electric car. So I know, and then making me sad. You know, it's a good thing that we we need to we did we do need to make these batteries in order to progress as a society because you know from what I've been hearing that society might not be around in a hundred years if uh, or at least as we know it if you know things keep going the way they're going. Oh, that <laughs> I love your little tagline at the end. At least as we know it, like society is never the same as we know it a hundred years from now. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like I, I do, we can but... imagine, we can imagine a society, but I think like climate change is a real existential problem. As far as like, could it be like a near extinction event? Yeah. So, I mean, 
All right. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little, that's what I mean by society. I don't mean, yeah, we're going to have like put, you know, my, different I'm ideas. I'm putting my, on my scientist cap real here, here real quick. Like the, I'm going to pull out and look at the macro and yes, I, I think we should do whatever we can to mitigate, alter, avoid as much climate change as possible. Um, from the macro scientific look at it from like eons and eons, I believe wholeheartedly eventually that's going to happen anyways. Eventually we're going to have a mass extinction event and that's it. Yeah. But can we not like do it to ourselves? Well, I mean, no, we're going to do it to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen. I mean, honestly, I'm also realistic. Well, it's kind of a race between that and the chances of a meteor hitting us again. Like there, that's there was, there was, so, so the person uh, like the uh, Molly Wood from marketplace tech, she's doing this whole series about how we survive climate change through technology. And she referenced the book. I forgot the name of the book that she's read before. And, and it's a sci-fi book where, you know, there's only 1500 people left and they're still fighting amongst themselves. So like, even when there's only 1500 people left of all humanity, they're still infighting. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, like I said, we've I'm watching I'm re-watching I mean, Battlestar Galactica. Uncommon. I'm rewatching Battlestar Galactica. There's 40, you know, less than 50,000 people on a dozen spaceships and they're still fighting amongst themselves. Meanwhile, they yeah, have a robot that's meanwhile they have robots trying to kill them, you know? So it's like, yeah, no, I mean, but that's human nature is destructive because it's, it's, it's tribalism. It's, it's in crowd versus out crowd, um, which is like, you know, if you go back millennia, it's a, it's a, uh, built in, well, there's um, a fight for resources, there's survival instincts. There's a, lot of, there's a lot that goes into that, right. Is, you know, fighting for resources, like you said, tribalism, like, you know, you have a closer connection to the people who are, who are close to you rather than, than people who were seen as outsiders. Um, I think that's one of the biggest issues humanity has to hurdle. Um, mm-hmm. That's a lot of where our problems come from, but you know, how, what's the solution? If we knew what the solution was, we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in currently. Well, the problem is there's also a, probably a dozen solutions and no one can agree which the right one is. And then there's another dozen wrong solutions that everyone else also thinks is correct. And then everyone thinks their solution is the best and no one wants to compromise. And that just causes um, more division and fighting. So yeah, well, this is life. I mean, you this know what? Is, we, don't, we don't deserve to live. <laughs> um, to a certain extent, you might be right about that, but we're here, and we had, I kind we, of I, we had a good run, and I enjoy it. So let's uh, so let's try let's try and keep going. I, and here's the sad part: is like this hold is, out as long as we can. This is a, this is a thought I've had for over 20 years. I'm like, I, at some point, we're just going to be done. And I, you know, is it going to be within our lifetime? I hope not. Hope it's not within my kid's lifetime, but you know, I can't, don't have a guarantee on that. And Humanity will end someday the, yes. because the sun will burn out in, you know, a couple billion Unless, unless we figure um, out how to get off this rock. And then, billion years. And, then, and then my argument is like, if we do get off this rock and we go to another planet where the environment is different and the gravity is different, are we still even humans at that point? Because we're going to evolve into something else. Because if we go to a place where the gravity is lighter, then our, our actual physical structure changes. Yeah. Like, like we evolve to some being something else beyond human. Mm, yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, we're still, and well, it become like the next link in the evolutionary chain. I mean, we're, yeah, we're, you know, we're. And we evolved from something, now we're going to evolve to something else if we go somewhere kind of else. extrapolating. I mean, it's going to take eons. Yeah. It's going to take us a long time to get figure out how to get off of here. So. I don't even know what that even, even means. I know. What it looks like. But, well, no, yeah, I don't either. Sure. But saying sure. eventually what we consider to be human, you know, if our, if our gene- genealogy continues on, you know, our, our, our chain continues on, it may not 
be in the form of human of humans as we know. Maybe it will be X Men. That'd be great. That'd well, be fun. Now you're talking. That'd be a lot of fun. Or maybe Jedi's. It could be like Jedi. Or I guess some. That was a long time ago in the galaxy. X Men are, are are Jedi's. Oh well, yeah, but you know they evolved too. Maybe Jedi's involved into us. I don't. Know. Wait a second. Oh, that's weird. right. Film, so they, film theory. Did they, they, they de-evolve then? I don't think it's deep. De- well, they forgot how to. Fu- they forgot how to use the the, midi- the, midichlor- the midichlorians didn't come with us. That's the problem. Oh, maybe that's what it is. I, you know, that is such a <laughs> the empire ruined the the galaxy, so they had to. Jesus, this is deep film film theory here. Yeah, the the empire ended up ruining the galaxy, so it was a small amount of people um, fled yeah. out into fled out into space. Um, when they landed, landed on Africa. landed on Earth. And this is that's where we came from, but the, the midichlorians didn't come with them, so you know, no, no force. Where they swore it off because they saw what destruction it caused. So yeah, we, we, they, they, we genocided they, the midichlorians. They they decided to no longer use midichlorians and uh, go. You know what? We're just gonna we're gonna forget they exist. We're not gonna talk about them, and uh, we're gonna move on to a new thing. You know, maybe that's why. And then, we need lithium. then we needed lithium mines. So we should have kept yeah. the midichlorians. It would have been better off. Um, so, so tell me what, what's, what's, what's your, what's the solution here? What, what do we, what do we do? What do we do about the lithium? I mean, mines? What, what is, what is, what is, what is your, uh, what is your expert opinion first of all, on here? More than Tesla. What are they saying? Be, first of all, more than Tesla needs to be producing these batteries. I want to say, <sighs> cause like, well, like if you want to buy a battery for your home, only you can only get them from Tesla. Like there's yeah. no other company selling home backup batteries at this point. And obviously point. Tesla's going to fight, right? They're going to say well, we have. This is why, yeah. like, but, I, this is know, why I also have a huge issue with like proprietary trade and and intellectual property. Well, it's also um, it's um uh, we need we need to do something better or, or intellectual property laws. We need to diversify too. Um, but, yeah, but there's, like so, there's so many barriers for that, right? Because someone invents something, right? Or someone, yeah. So a company I mean, only, creates something. They, they only have uh, seven years, I think, it is on a patent. Seven yeah, but there's wait. Isn't there ways to like if they tweak it, and it's like every time they tweak it, like and they can apply for a new patent. So if they improve on something, they can right. But the old, their old thing becomes available. Yeah, but then it's obsolete. Yeah, but then you can take it and tweak it yourself. Yes. But you can't tweak it into what they tweaked it into, and they, you know, they had a head start. And there are certain things that you know. It's a battery, so like you could make a battery, and it's not copyrighted as long or trademarked as long as you're not doing exactly the same circuitry that they're doing. True. What we need is uh, some cheap company. What we need to be is um, you know collective ownership over these things. Maybe maybe that's where the do the answer is. Now you're just getting crazy, you socialist. <laughs> Yes, but you see how all this stuff always comes back to like it's a well, good yeah. idea, right? Collective ownership isn't isn't this boogeyman that people make it out to be. Like um democracy can actually can actually work if we if we apply it correctly and use it to benefit all of humanity instead of just a, a small amount of humanity. You know, crazy that's just, crazy maybe that's talk. you know, that's kind of why I take and the also, positions I take. And also, you know. Even if you want to keep your patents, you know, the, the technology changes so fast these days. Seven years is actually a really long time. <laughs> yeah, we can you know say that I mean? as like, well. You know, I was thinking a, about that the other day. Like, a computer seven years ago is not can't compare to a computer made today. So why do you need to hold the patent for what you created seven years ago? Or even yeah, like a I, phone. Honestly, I don't have any like empirical evidence for this or 
you know, cause I only have my life experience when it, when it comes to this topic, but like te- the way technology is just expanding and, you know, in the 20th and 21st century, you know, is civilization like progressing like faster than it used to because of it? I, oh, I would argue, I would argue. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. It had like, right. Um, think, you know, think about the evolution of music, you know, to, you know, yeah. You, just that there was an air, you know, when you look at classical music, like hundreds, hundred years, like, you know, each era, yeah, would be like a hundred year era. It wouldn't change much in that span, you know, you know, a lifetime of a, a composer. That's like the entirety of that same genre of classical music. Now you're talking about like every five years, you have a major shift in what music is. And well, again, that also has a lot to do with, um, you know, marketing and, but yeah, but it, it but just like, the, the progress of like change and the, and, and the size of um, the population, I think has a lot to do with that. And also uh, exposure, you know, when, yeah, it's, when, when, it's, when well, you go from internet. like the, the only way that you can hear music in the middle, in the middle ages was if a, either you play it yourself, uh, a traveling group comes to entertain the village or there's a concert in, in the, in, inside the hall, you know, those are how you hear music. Yeah. You know I mean, you don't even think about that. Like when, when, then, when, when, were, when was recording invented basically? And then like, in the early, in the early 20th century, even before recording, you had Tim Pan Alley where they're uh, pushing out sheet music. So now you can actually buy sheet music and right. then play it at home. So that was like the first mass music was like buying sheet music and then playing it yourself where right. now across right. the country, you have people like playing, playing pianos. Well, yeah. And that, that led to self-playing pianos that too as well. But like, that's the first time you have people across the country hearing the same music at the same time and then then once you get to the radio in the early in, in the the 20s and 30s and now we, and you uh, what was, i think it was in the 30s I forget what year it was or it might be the early 40s where first music was actually played over the radio and then you have hundreds of thousands of people listening to the same thing so now once you hear it your eyes is what music can be change rapidly because you're hearing more music when you only hear music once in a while and you're hearing the same thing all the time your ideas of what music can be don't change as fast. And of course, electronic editing and all that makes it even better because you can and, now and do then, a lot more radio, stuff. And then radio, yeah, radio, TV, so able, and the internet. Like, but, yeah, but that's that that's true. You know, so that's music. But everything else is the same way. Film, books. books. Look at you talk about writing. Like people didn't have books back. You know, before the printing press. Rarely you had to read you had to write yeah. everything out. Well, the only the only books that were around were really uh you know, besides like the Library of Alexandria where you had scrolls really. And, and you know, monks up in the monastery just copying Bibles like by hand by hand. <laughs> and only and they were written in Latin, so only the clergy could read them. Right. Um, uh, because they were they were sacred texts that weren't disseminated to the populace. You don't, um, you know, you don't want other people knowing about you don't want things. them to be able to read it. They, they might, can't they can't understand this. And they might get some bad ideas. They might some good crazy ideas. Too late. Um, so yeah, once once information once information can spread more freely, you get progress faster. Also, plus just don't forget the industrial revolution happens at the same time, and now you can just make things faster than you used to be able to as well. You know, if you lived five hundred years ago, you'd have three shirts. Yeah, I mean, if you're lucky, you know, probably. If you're lucky, you know, uh, if you. Early 20th century, you had two suits. You wore one suit during the week and your other one went to the dry cleaner. You switched them on the weekends and you wore the next one the next week. Even bathing. <laughs> yeah. I know this is really Sunday, weird Saturday to think bath. about. 
I know this is a really weird thing to think about, but I, I like you watch period pieces and like there's always, you know, obviously, you know, romance and media and whatnot. And if there's like a sex scene and like period pieces from like, you know, even like Victorian times, I'm like, that must have been just disgusting. <laughs> Compared to what like it is today. Like people must have just smelled so bad. All the I time. mean, they're just so used to it though. Even like even your aristocrats, like they only bathe like you know, I mean, that's it's once a, month, the, once a year. You, I don't know. That's the literal reason why brides have bouquets. So they don't, so they don't, spend. They, yeah, they had, they, they, they had flowers. flowers to help with the smell. That was why brides and bridesmaids carry bouquets. Now you learn something. I did learn everything. Yeah, that's something because, I never you know, thought about. You know, you, like you said, they don't, you don't bathe that often, especially if you're a peasant, like your bathing was going down to the, the lake and maybe taking a dip and you didn't have, um, well, yeah, you weren't getting your, getting your zest yeah. and your, and then, and then you're, <laughs> And then you're, you know, you're going to Bed Bath and Beyond, working work the, work the fields every day in the same same clothes every day, you know. So it's it's definitely, uh, it's, yeah, it's, you know, civilization is kind of crazy to think about sometimes when you, you know, really. <laughs> then they brush really their teeth. Yeah, think about that. Oh my goodness, the breath. Oh, no, that's why that's why people say dentistry is a, is, is a quack science. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't fully believe in that. I think there's something to be said about that, but. Um, but also too, we didn't live as long, right? Yeah, there's that. About, you, know. you know, most people didn't live past forty, or you know, depending yeah, on what, what era we're talking yeah. about. Um, so you know, life life was a lot. Your life expectancy and, and you know, what was expected of you was a lot different. <laughs> so so now take that back to music. You know, people that are performing music dying in the thirties and forties. Now you have people that were creating. You know, look at the Rolling Stones. They were popular in the twenties. They're still making music now, but their music evolves over time. Based on what they, well, no, when they were twenties. Oh, they, like, they, no, they're not that old. <laughs> in their twenties, you know, in their teens and twenties, they start out. They're making certain th- things. Now, when they evolve, they make different kinds of music. In fact, when they tour now, they won't play um, Brown Sugar anymore. Maybe because it's racist. Yeah, exactly. No, he said that. He's he's oh, okay. he's not really like yeah, you know I mean, what. I was I was thinking maybe because they're like just tired of it, but no, it's no. like they he, recognize he the racist the racial aspects of it. Well, he cool. he totally did. He he said that it was like a decade ago. He's like, yeah, we don't we don't play this song anymore because we don't we we see that it's just a horrible. I mean, it's a, song. It's, it's a banger of a tune, but it's a great you know as a but, song, it's a great song, but as okay. context, it's not great. <laughs> A lot of the su- are like that, subject material. Think. Well, yeah, that's oh my goodness. Let's not go into that. I could have problems watching certain movies and oh, well, TV yeah, shows from back in the day. Oh, yeah, we've talked about that all the time. That's <laughs> why, you know, it's acceptable in the 80s. It's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> Who OSW Review uses as their theme song. We were talking about that before we started recording. We we're talking about different YouTube videos and stuff. Anyway, <laughs> I just I, I saw a, a video this morning, like of like a racist Captain America where Captain America wakes up. In the in today from being frozen, and it was like in the room. There's like uh the the commanding officer is like black, and like the assistant guy is Korean. So he's like, "Hey, boy, I'm really thirsty. Hey, boy, can you get me some water?" <laughs> he's like, "Wait, what did you say to me?" <laughs> and he's like, Captain "America Doc, was never Doc, there's a spy in here." <laughs> he's like, Captain "Well, America, he, he did live in the twenties and thirties. <laughs> yeah, but no. Captain America wasn't even racist back then because he was, was Captain it was, America. It was a funny video though." I get it. No, I, I get the, I get the jokes, but, um, but to say how things have changed. Let's talk about progressive uh, comic books. 
Oh my god! Well, cotton books traditionally are always progressive. We've talked about this plenty of times as well, but um, this week uh, for uh, national, I don't know, it was national or international coming out day. Um, it was yes, national coming out day. This it's, past uh, week. Yeah, it's just national. I don't know. It's on the eleventh, right? I don't know the exact date. Um, was it, was, it, was, it, was it the same day as um, Indigenous, Indigenous People's no. Day? It was the day after. Is it, uh, I'm looking at it now. Anyway. Um, Superman's son, who, who's also Superman now. Oh yeah, it was um, on, came out. It's, it's on my it was birthday. The same day, right? It's on my birthday. No, it's oh, yeah, happy, happy birthday, by the way. Thank it was you. His birthday this week. He turns forty-one. Yes, I, I, uh, I, I share my birthday with coming out day. There you go. That was the eleventh or twelfth. Yes, the eleventh. One one. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, yes, Superman came out as as bisexual. Oh really? Superman did. Did you I didn't see that? I, did, I did not see new, that. I, new I, Superman, John, 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 uh, John Kent, um, oh. not Clark Kent, John Kent, um, Superman, Superman, Lois's son. Oh, I guess his his partner is kind of his like um, his Jimmy Olsen, like his eyes and ears of the. So they so well, whatever. I, I heard but, a couple um, weeks. I, I can't believe you missed this. Uh, no, it was I, well, Robin was came all, out a couple it, weeks it was ago. All, yeah, yeah, Nightwing. Um, Robin, um, Robin is now which uh, one? Tim Drake. It was. It was yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, he's he came out as gay. But uh yeah, Which did, um I'm glad it's obvious. It Come on, it's Robin. Cuz you know, I think people were posting it and you know, there was there was a little bit of the backlash that there usually is. Um I think it's getting a little bit better though. That's I think that's the point I want to make. I think there's not every time something like this happens we're, we're kind of normalizing it, which is a good thing. Um I know some people out there don't think it's a good thing to normalize these things, but it it is because it gives people's, you know, some perspective and it also gives people representation. And I think that's, that's always good in media. And, but when it, yeah, when it comes to comic books, like, I don't know what people, when I say people, I mean, mostly conservatives here, um, really think when it comes to comic books, because comic books have always been super progressive. Yeah. Super. And I don't think they understand that. I think, I think they're the, you know, there's like those group of people that just lose the meaning of what, <laughs> things are supposed to be like at best, I, can't remember, you know? I can't remember exactly who said it but i remember um i was watching a video and someone basically said conservatism is you know not being able to like understand media because <laughs> and i think i don't know if we've, i feel like we've talked about this all right maybe i just talked about it too much in general but um there's, there's a lot of that going on like you know con, you know conservatives who watch robocop and don't get the message behind robocop it's like like you how can you be a fan of this movie and like and being conservative, like it goes against everything you believe in. Like it's basically calling out everything that you believe in and saying how it's wrong and, and showing you like the, the dangers of, of what your policies you're pushing for. And they'll, they'll still love it because there's just, you know, it's cool violence and then and, and, yeah. and, 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 a, and a big strapping man who shoots guns. So like, yeah, that's, that's like the, the guys that don't get that put the Punisher logo on their truck. Oh God, the blue line Punisher logo. I want to like, smash so any ironic. window with that in it so, so bad. Freaking miss the point on that. So like, bad. I want to just like smash windows when I see that. And when I see like, that, that's on everything he's car, fighting car against is, cor- is corrupt. corrupt and then, uh, and the best part about it was the, the, one of the writers was like, put it in the comic book. Like he's like the Punisher saw the sticker and was like, I was like, no, he's like, no, you don't do this. He's like, you want a hero? Like, you know, talk to cap. That, that's, and even Cap would probably be like, mm, yeah, I don't want to piece of you <laughs> for for a lot of for a lot of, for a lot of this. But 
yeah, he was like, basically, this is this like I'm my message is like I am against the justice system and and how it's broken. Right. Um, I was reading a, I was reading a comic the other day. Um, it was an older one, and it was a Spider Man comic, but Frank Castle was on trial, and you know, basically Frank Castle was arguing about um, how the justice system is broken because they're you know he was. He's trying to enact justice. Now, now, again, his form of justice isn't always correct. He gets into a lot of there. problems, which is, you know, another reason why I think conservatives hold him up as a hero because they see themselves as, the, as that hero and he being able to carry, in his own carry out and... their own idea of justice, right? And that vigilante right. justice. Um, to which he's always all, at odds with. He's always at odds with all the other right, superheroes. Well, to a certain because... sense, all super all superheroes are vigilantes, right? So yeah. there's there, there's a, but there's always been that even that discussion in comic books, like where do you draw the well, line? Well, it's called Civil War. That's but, yeah, Civil that War was a big, that was a big, and that's why that was a huge storyline. Um, that's why we got used in the movies. I don't think they really um explored it in the no, movies yeah. as much as they could because obviously it's only a three hour movie that they can only yeah, use no, so it, they, well, they can only do so much time. If you read the 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 story arc in the comics, it's a lot deeper. Or even play um uh Ultimate Alliance 2, which uses the storyline um of the Civil War and they did it really well. Um those games are really good. I don't know if you ever played the Ultimate Alliance games. No, I have not. The third the third one that came out for the Switch was oh. in, in, kind of iffy. It was kind of repetitive. But um no, also, no, like you said, it gives, really, it gives really you more games. time to go into the storyline because it's not you're not limited to three hours. You you have yeah, seventy hours you can, of storyline. You, 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 you can tell a you can tell the narrative. Um, but even just exploring those ideas, right? Like well, you know why between you know how much state should the power have, state violence, stuff like that is. Or and how much should you know someone with power be unregulated versus being part of a system or not part of a system? And yeah. But yeah, I think my whole point was um, about the, the, the Superman um, coming out for, you know, National Coming Out Day, which which was which was good. Again, a lot of it. Feels and and like our a listeners bit can't of, see uh, right now, but Vinny is wearing a Superman shirt. Yes, I did wear my Superman shirt today. Um, you can check my Instagram later for this. Will be in my workout picture. <laughs> it's, it's it's Flex Friday, so you know I got to yeah, whatever. <laughs> you can start talking about uh, on Flex Friday. I, I always wear my my Deadpool mask in my in my post-workout picture but you know that's if you follow my instagram at referee vinny lax you can see that um and you know that <laughs> and you know that but yeah i guess my, i guess my my ultimate point was um you know i was going i was talking about you know how a little bit of this is like you know corporate marketing and um you know this this wouldn't be possible if we weren't trying to um, if if you know, this wasn't getting normalized in society. And there was, you know, some of the obvious pushback, but I feel like it's kind of lessening, lessening, and, and it'll go away in a week, right? This won't even be an issue anymore. Um, it's kind of that that uh, well, manufactured outrage machine that is the internet. Um, it's it's the, also like, it's the thing that it came out and you, and you know, you know, conservative media has like the Google news alerts for certain things up on, on that thing. So as soon as it comes up, they see it. Oh, look, Superman came out as gay. We're gonna run this bye, every hour. Bye, sorry, bye. sorry. He came out as not being white and straight. <laughs> I don't want to be accused of bi erasure because that's a big issue too. Yeah. And, um, okay. He came out as bi, uh, but but you know, like 
but it's all these things. Anytime something like that happens, it because it's a comic book, it's a literature, you know. But because people have ownership, it's popular, they, right? It's it, there's there's a lot of history to Superman. You know, Superman came out almost eighty years ago, I think. At this yeah. point, I think it was like thirty eight or something like that. Let's not forget he was originally World back. War II. What's that? But, uh, let's not forget the first character named Superman was actually the villain, but. Oh uh, yeah, and like the first story, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't. But, but um, my point is that you know the, the conservative news media has these news alerts for certain outrage topics, so because they know, oh this this happens, Superman's by, we're gonna run this all day long, on National Coming Out Day, and just make our viewers angry about it. Right, it's manufactured outrage, and, and you and, see it all the, the time. And the funny part is, like all these people that are outraged about it, it was like, when's the last time you read a Superman comic? When's the last time you watched the movie? Like, it hasn't changed anything about what you've read in the past. It hasn't changed anything about what you've, your experience with the Superman world before. It just changes because it's, they're coming with the times now. And you, you can come along for the ride. And it's not even the same Superman that you know. It's not even, yeah. it's not Clark Kent. It's a different person. It's an entirely different person. But that's, that's the thing. It's just like... I hate when people get outraged about stupid things. It was but like, but, but, <laughs> I mean, but that ties into, I don't know how much, um, I know I wanted to talk about it last week, but we didn't really get a chance to, I don't think, because we talked about the week before a little bit, was like the whole Facebook whistleblower like um, story, right? And how and how Facebook knows that the way people, people they keeps people on their platform is rage. and keep their eyeballs on it is, is rage. People, you know, the more you're arguing with somebody online, uh, or on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever, platform your platform of choice the more you're going to be on it and the more the more your eyeballs are going to be on it and that's the more ad revenue they, they get i mean because a lot of it has to do revenue. with the data right but a lot of yeah. a lot of also a lot of their money also comes from ad revenue and the way they get their ad revenue is having eyeballs on it they they know how much everybody's on the app right hey, re- remember if you are not paying for something you are the product that's, Which that's the in a lot of cases is, is fine. When it comes to social media, you're the but product. You reckon, but you should recognize that. And I think that's I think that's something we got to start. Um, we need to have adult media literacy courses. Teaching, well, you know. We're teaching the kids, but what about the, you know, that, you know, that your, old adage, your uncle? You can't, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Like, that's a. That's BS. That's a, well, no, it is. But it's it's an adage for a reason because it's, you know, um, the older you get, the less you want to learn about things. And I think that's. Well, so people, uh, people just problem. don't want to change. But people, if you start early, yeah, and that's a, and that comes back to like you know, talk. We can talk about you know, it goes back to schools. Like, um, well, there's a lot of arguments about you know indoctrination with the kids and blah blah blah. Um, everyone's trying to indoctrinate the children. That's what education I mean, that's, is like. That's I mean, yeah, that's like, why we have formal education. I mean, <laughs> you talk about indoctrination, like you know, coming from the left, but look at what the right tries to indoctrinate, like things like. You know, trans people are mentally ill and don't. Or evolution doesn't exist, and don't deserve right. Or even yeah, even like evolution doesn't exist. Like to to an extreme example, Um, I was just watching a debate with um, Charlie Kirk and a comedian. No, I don't know his name. So sorry. Um, And they were arguing abortion. And you know, I saw reference to that, but I did not watch it. So please, there was a good line um, from the comedian about he held up a picture of what. Charlie Kirk thought it was a fetus and it was a dolphin fetus. So, he, and, and Charlie Kirk earlier in the, earlier in the discussion was trying to um, argue that life is, you know, human life is distinct. And it's like, well, how is it distinct? 
um, if you can't tell the difference between a dolphin fetus and a human fetus, like is that. And again, and we talked about abortion plenty of times, but I think the biggest issue, because the biggest question, because it is a huge question, is like when does life begin? Like what is life? Like that's that's a that's a, a mind boggling question. It boggles the mind. <laughs> Um, it, it is because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion to be had there. Um, that's why I think you know people who support abortions should really start embracing the um, the human autonomy like um, angle because that's that's a much easier thing to argue um, and it doesn't get brought up a lot because there's really not too much of an argument where, like when you start saying like you know do you believe that the state should force you to to carry a um, pregnancy to full term. And uh, I think it's a lot of people, you know, would have a moral and ethical dilemma when they start saying, you know, especially these, you know, limited government, you know, no government overreach. Um, when it comes to saying like, you know, yeah, and we we need to force people to to, to carry um, yeah. pregnancies to term. Isn't um, it ironic that it's the same people that don't want their government telling them to right. do anything else? But, but in this because case, they, they don't, want they the don't government. see that argument and they don't really care about that argument because they, they they're. They'll they'll twist it into something like, um, well, you know, if 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 you're having sex, then you know your risk of getting pregnant. So you should you should be aware of those risks. But what and, if they're being raped? Yeah, and I think but let's let's be honest. Like most people, there's a very small percentage of people who don't make that exception. Um, so yeah, that's where you kind of get into to, to the weeds of things. But when you just start talking like body autonomy, it's just like yeah you have autonomy over your body. If you don't want to have, carry a pregnancy, you don't have to carry a pregnancy. That's, that's just, it's, it, it's a very simple, like logical step to So what if you brought up in a conservative household and you weren't properly educated about sex education and then someone convinces you to have sex and then you get pregnant, but you didn't know that could happen or you didn't know how to protect yourself because you were never told. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, um, so many things. It's 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 a it's a very layered onion. Yeah, when it comes to the discussion, you know, but, but when it comes to it, it's pretty simple. Um, conclusion for me. Conclusion yeah. simple. I'm I'm talking about the the, the layers to get there for different. Yes. There's so many different circumstances of how you can get to that situation. Um, right. And well, but the know, people like, that want to make the rules are very black and white about it. Well, then you start talking about things about responsibility between um you know people who can carry babies and people who can um. Impregnate in one way. Yeah. Um, you notice now I'm trying to use language, not, you know, men and female, because guess what? Men can give birth. I know that's people. I can't. Don't like, people don't like to hear that. No, not you specifically, <laughs> but, you know, trans men can get pregnant. They have the ability. To, they have the, the parts to get pregnant and they're still men. True. Um, I just want, you know, get my uh, get my hammer in, in there about, you know, trans rights. So. I'm sure everyone listening to the podcast agrees with that statement anyway. I don't think I, I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but I, I just a little bit. All right. We're getting, we're getting the last 15 minutes here. We should go to our entertainment section where we talk about fun things that aren't controversial. That was the entertaining section. <laughs> I know no, the entertainment, like, you know, we, we, we talked about Superman, like, Superman, Superman's right. entertainment. I'm sorry. So right. I already started it. We're just, I'm about like lines, Superman. Fun things right, now, what, do you, what do you want? I don't know. I, oh. I didn't have anything particular. Oh, you, know like what I, you know what? You know what? The 10 year anniversary. It was a 10 year anniversary of the greatest half hour of, of television in the history of television. What? Remedial chaos theory. 
Oh, we did the episode season three episode. I don't know off the top should, of my head. I should have known. Keith, come on! It's the greatest episode in the history of television. Greatest half hour. All right, because there's been hour long episodes that are probably you know better and more 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 well put together. Um, but remedial chaos theory, come on! It's the greatest greatest half hour of television in the history of television. Can you, you argue that? Can you argue 20, that? Point? Twenty-two minutes, thirty seconds. Yeah. Can you argue that? Point? I can't no. currently Great. argue that because I. And the reason it's so great argue, if, you're, if you're a fan of Community, um, I think you're a fan of Community because of the characters, right? And the characters, and the characters, how they're how they're you know flawed characters, obviously, but how these flawed characters come together and work together and grow together and become better people because of each other. Um, and what Rubidio Chaos Theory does is it takes those characters and it's really a, a, a deep dive into how those characters interact with each other and how what happens if you take one character out of the group, um, what, what the results would be. Um, so it's, it's really high concept television for, you know, 20, like I said, 22 minutes and 30 seconds. Um, when you're really deep down to do it. And, and if you don't deep dive, do a deep dive into it, it's just, it's an entertaining episode where you have all these different timelines and um, you can see how like, things react differently in different timelines. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was my, that was my fun entertainment bit for the, for the week. You're a community fan. What do you think? I, I am a community fan. I have, I don't remember that uh, exact. Um, what's it called? episode right now I'm like wow my my brain you broke. teach me and you don't remember the word episode this is i'm our, sorry i'm starting no, to get concerned here I, I was looking up a title for a different episode while you were speaking so that's why that's, my brain my brain went this fair. way at the same time um that's that's fair because i was trying to think of you know what episode i'm talking about though right i Where do they, they roll the dice to, to pick who goes get the pizza and jeff you know rigged it because there's seven of them and he said uh you know we'll count from one to six, because obviously that's how many numbers but, are on a standard die. They were playing Yahtzee. What I was trying to think of was there is an episode of Futurama that's by my favorite episode of Futurama. So it might be my my close rival to that. I couldn't think of the name of it. Because um, there's three episodes of Futurama. Tell, that'll, tell, that'll me, make, tell me the, tell me the that'll, plot. Because That'll the, make me cry. Episode this is names, one. I don't know any episode names except for Community because... Because um, you're doing it's, this series. This is my favorite show, and I have all the DVDs, and I, I basically know all the episodes by heart. So That's there's, not true. There's either. an episode of Futurama where they discover, uh, you know, there's a particle that's like causing time to to jump. So yes. like, they keep missing gaps, and eventually, yes. like Fry and Leela become married. They don't know how it happened, and they get divorced. But at the end of the episode, then they they figure out how to solve the time jump by like. Um, there's a part of space where it is, so they're going to like implode that part of space to, to stop it from happening. And when they go out there, you know, Fry, Fry constantly is like, I don't know what I did to make you fall in love with me, Lila, but I'm going to figure out what it is. And, and as they get to the, the spot in space, Fry's the only one on the bridge while he get, they get there and he sees that in the past, in the part where they jump time, they don't remember he had moved the stars, like actual stars, to spell "I love you, Leela." Yes. And this is coming back to me. And right before everyone else comes back to the bridge, 
the machine implodes and all the stars get sucked in. And right after that happens, Leela walks in and he can't, you know, he tried to get her there in time, but she doesn't see it. And he's just heartbroken. And I tell you 10 years ago, when I watched that again, it, I sat on the couch crying. <laughs> it's like, that's just so I'm like, this show is so well-written and so beautiful. Yeah. Um, there were, another, uh, episode of Futurama that kind of reminds me of that that I really liked a lot was um, the one with the devil and the flute. Yes. A parody That's, of Devil and Down to Georgia. Right. It kind of reminded me uh, of that because his whole um, motivation was to get the little phone. Woo, 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 the, he has the devil's the, hands. And then he plays the at the end he plays it and it's par- terrible but he can still it's what's a, what's it called like a hollow hollow phone it's like a hollow yeah, yeah it, may, it makes images as you as you play it and with the music and depending on how good you can play the, the better the right. images are but then he plays like the really crude like animation style and it was a really good really, yeah Futurama Again, is brilliant i think we're i think we're speaking to the choir here but <laughs> Futurama is a great show that's all I got to say but about that. Not a good community, but it was really my PhDs though in science. So I'm just saying it, it had the Harlem Globetrotters. That was a good episode. That was that the same episode. Multiple, as the, that was the time jumps. They, I know they were in a few episodes. No, they, they were in the time jump ones because they got called so. in think, to help yeah. fix the problem. I think. Yeah. Cause apparently they're also physicists. <laughs> In the future, the Harlem Globetrotters, they got tired of beating the Washington generals. So, so they went back and got their doctorates. <laughs> right. Hey, as they were as they were playing how, how is it to be called up to be like from the Harlem go travels hey we need we need a player oh we're gonna be on the globe travels no 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 you're gonna be on the generals <laughs> we, i would we just, play on the generals <laughs> like all right uh, sure you know what i'll run up and down the court you can just dunk over me you, all day you, it's fine you can, you can throw confetti at me and yeah how, how much does it pay <laughs> yeah listen i'm i referee professional wrestling it's <laughs> <laughs> a fair point Dig, dignity is not my you know <laughs> I'm not too worried about that. I totally come, don't see when the illegal come, when it comes to entertainment. <laughs> I have, yeah, I, I can be, uh, you know. I, I totally didn't see you low blow over there in the corner while I was talking to your manager. Had no idea that happened. <laughs> I'll say that in the ring. <laughs> like when, like, you know, especially like tag matches where you're trying to get the other guy out of the ring and, and you know, the guy's cheating behind you and you're like, no, they're not doing anything behind me. They would never do anything like that. Get out of the ring. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know the referee, the, the wrestler will come in and point like they're cheating man behind your back, and I'm like, they would never do anything like that. What are you talking about? You 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 get they're out hurt, of here. They're understanding people. Get out of the ring. You ain't tag. Get it. Now, now wink at me to let me know I can turn around now. <laughs> yes. Then yeah. When you get out of the ring, make sure you don't get out of the ring until I can turn around. Right. Oh, is that is that the cue? The most, they get, yeah. They get, they get down. Okay. I don't know what the cue is. A little inside business. I know know a lot of other inside business stuff. If they, you know, if they do get out of the ring and and allow me to turn around, you know, that's, and then then I turn around and they're still cheating. Like I get really upset because it's like, you just, you just screwed me over. dude. Like, why would you get out of the ring? Yeah. If you knew they were still cheating. Yeah. Or even worse is like when I, when I set up a spot where like, especially like a manager spot, or, you know, you choke the person in the ropes, right? And then the referee backs them up. You can't choke the person, blah, blah, blah. And you're yelling at the, and then the other manager, the manager comes and smacks them because I'm, my, I'm yelling at the, their wrestler for choking them. Um, and then when I do it and the manager doesn't take advantage of me, my back being turned, I get, so I get pissed about that. It's like, come on, this is when you're supposed to like choke them some more. It's super easy, <laughs> super easy heat, like. 
it's like wrestling one-on-one i always say if i if if i was a wrestler i would want to be a heel it's just so, it's i feel easy. like it's, it's so it's easy it's, it's so easy to be a heel isn't it yeah like it's it's how it's so easy to make people hate you it's hard to i mean look at john cena how hard is it to get everyone to like you <laughs> You, you, well, that, you always said a lot of that has to do. A lot of has to do with booking, and you know, wrestling fans have gotten kind of weird over the past yeah forty. Fit, I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just saying forty years. Um, yeah, since I've been when we've been alive and watching wrestling, um, you know, the the whole Colgan babyface isn't going to get over anymore. It's we've we've right. kind of moved past that. Um, the Attitude Era definitely had a lot big shift in the way where we perceive good guys and bad guys. Um, and I think John Cena was just like one of those like almost like too good he was, right. he was he too good shoes he, he was the next hulk hogan but it didn't work anymore yeah it was that, that same mentality where like he's the ultimate baby face and people just aren't going to attach that themselves to that anymore especially wrestling fans. wrestling fans are weird they i mean as god a wrestling fan myself I will, I will say it no I'm yeah, saying god, i mean god, god bless them but they you know they're to it is, uh, you know, to be able to suspend your disbelief and, you know, care about wins and losses because, you know, as someone who's no, I really don't call myself a wrestling fan anymore. Right. I mean, I still like it, but I watch it in a different, with a different mentality and a different aspect. So like, but to care, to actually care about like who wins and loses about matches that don't really mean anything about titles that are just basically handed to the person who you think is going to draw the most, you know, tickets. Right. Um, yeah, but to still as a fan to be able to watch that and and, and care about that and, and and you know suspend that disbelief to 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 be entertained by it is 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 I think it's challenging. I think that's why a lot of people have a hard time getting into wrestling because if I mean, you have that if you have that mental block and just think, well, this is fake. Yeah, it's not. It's, how how do you enjoy that? Like, but it, you know, everyone enjoys fake things all the time. I enjoy all, knowing that all, it of, is. all of media is fake. I enjoy it knowing it is a form of scripted entertainment. It's like, okay. Yeah, and there's um, that aspect of it too. You know, you got your, it's um, like watching a movie, you know, but I'm watching live theater. You know, it, it's live theater. That's what it is. It is yeah. live theater with a sketch. It's a sketched out script. So, you know, they, they know they know points A, B, and C, and D, but they don't know what they're doing necessarily in between those points. Well, some of it's improv, some of it's, you know, so it's improv. Script. Be able to think, and the best wrestlers are always able to like, it's, think it's acrobatics. You know, it's, it is exactly, it is exactly what it's roots are from. It's from the circus. It's from the sideshow. It is form of entertainment that is there to get you to forget about the world for a while. Maybe sometimes uses the world as part of its storyline, but it is, it is, well, it was also, <laughs> also carny driven, which is way to oh, yeah, like, totally separate, driven. Sep- right. separate money from people's pockets by by oh, conning them. But well, that's yeah, it still does that. Hey, look at this t-shirt you can buy right now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean merchandising. Yeah. Yeah. Merchandising. Merchandising. About, you know, merchandising. That's where the real money is. Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Um, you know, re- wrestling's origins of you know calling out people from the stands and like having plants and, and oh, yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> they still do that once in a while. Oh, who wants to challenge me? Oh, here's random person in the crowd. You haven't seen that much anymore, though. I'm, I'm no, it happens once in a while. I saw that story. I remember, uh, uh, like, who was the last uh, person to actually debut from like being in the stands? Like um, Santino Morella. Yeah, Santino Morella. That's the last one I can remember. That was probably yeah. what 15 years ago now. Right. And, and uh, GCW had somebody. Well, it wasn't debuting. He was a known wrestler, but um, when um. What's his face? Matt Cardona fought Nick Cage. 
Oh, Matt, he was in the ring. He was in the crowd. He was in, oh, yeah, I, I, I think, reckon I get out here. Yeah. And he like came. I think he was in the stand. I forget the storyline. Let me talk know. about suspension of disbelief. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, they're both wrestlers. Well, and it's like, yeah, but for Matt Cardona to do a hardcore match, that's like, a little. Why would you? Yeah, that's true. But like, he did know, a death why, match. Would, why, would, why would you be in the stands? Like, no, it was totally planned. Obviously, but, but, but for, for the GCW crowd, for Mike Cardona to be wrestling is a, is a, like, really? He's right. He's going to do it. He's going to beat him. Oh, he did beat him. Oh shit. <laughs> and that, you know, it's, and that's a credit to them because it's, it's, I think it's very hard to surprise wrestling fans anymore. Right. Right. Um, and get that, legitimate, legitimate that, heat. Well, that goes back to, um, you know, to our discussion about media and, um, with smart marks, right? Well, smart marks have became became a thing because of the internet, right? Because you know we started mm-hmm. to like analyze these things and can go back and the, the, just the access to like um, oh, there's so much like access the, now. The, you don't the, have... the, well the history of um, wrestling, right? Yeah. I mean, back in the back in the day when you know before home media even, you could do the same match in twenty different towns, right? Because you you know you're not going no one's going to see you twice. Right now, they can't do that anymore because you do you do a match somewhere and people are going to watch it. And then if they you do the same match, they're going to they're going to be able to notice that because they're going to be able to watch it on on television or streaming or um, you know DVD or whatever. Well, hello, um, Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he still does the same thing sometimes. You know, it's the same like oh, he's going to well, do he's going to do the flop. That also comes with like you know, j- j- there's a bit of joy and repetitiveness as long as you change yeah. things. We don't like to talk about Ric Flair anymore, Keith. Sorry. Did you watch the um Dark I did not Side of the watch, Ring? I did not I did not watch it yet. Yeah, I ended up did, did we talk about this? No. Oh, I ended up watching um I didn't watch the episode itself. I watched Hassan Piker reacting to the episode, which is my new things I like to do. I, I you know, it's much more entertaining to like watch someone reacting to episodes and of things than just actually watch watch things anymore. Um it's very rare when I watch something that um like something like that without someone there to react with me. So, but yeah. Um, so I watched his reaction to it, which I thought was pretty entertaining, especially because, you know, someone who isn't really well-versed in wrestling to watch something like that is, was, was an interesting uh, outlook on things. Um, but yeah, Ric Flair does. And but the thing with Ric Flair is, you know, and I don't know Ric Flair personally, I don't want to say I met him a few times, but um, Basically, he he was accused of you know sexually harassing uh, one of the flight attendants on the on the flight from hell back from England in uh, I think it was two thousand three maybe. Um, anyway, look look into that if you if you're interested. But I mean, but like, is that surprising he, to anybody? But that's the thing, right? Um, I, 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 people who knew Ric Flair, I don't think I think knew this was an issue. Um, but it was one of those things that kind of got ignored, and it, it, I, we can even talk about. Um, like the John Gruden emails this week that came out, um, John Gruden getting, getting fired for things that he's, he's said over the past 10 years or so. Right. Um, obviously uh, the big, the big revelation was an email, I think from 10 years ago where he used um, a racial stereotype, a derogatory racial stereotype. Mm-hmm. Um, all stereotypes are derogatory by the way, um, yeah. are, are bad because even, even positive stereotypes have negative influence. I just want to put that out there too. Um, that's something I don't think people really realize when they talk about stereotyping, but yeah. But anyway, yeah. my point was, um, you know, we, we, people know these things have been happening. Um, 
It's just now that when we bring them, when we when we shine the light on them, it, it gets it actually gets a response and reaction other than just ignoring it. And that's that's a good thing for society. And that's something we need to keep up. Um, so I know we're running late on time and I just yeah. kind of opened a, a new can of worms. I was, well, I was um, just going to say, I don't know how it would be surprising anybody that Ric Flair sexually harassed anybody considering he's had intercourse with thousands of women over the course of his life. According, according to him. Yeah, I mean, well, if, if you if you if you if you watch this thirty for thirty special, I did. And you did, the, and, you did, did. and you did and you did the math on that. That um, I mean, I think he would have had sex with like thirty people a day or something like that. That was the amount of people he claimed to have sex with. But still, maybe it's, he did. It's, a, I don't it's know. still I mean, a significant amount. It's Gene Simmons' quality <laughs> amount. Um, sure. the point is like, <laughs> if you, my point is like, if when you're younger, you're used to that. Like, there clearly, there's no off switch for you. And, you know, it's like you just expect people, girls always to be fawning over you if you're able to have had that much at some point. And I think they're, they're just like, yeah, I think especially once you, once your drinking is involved, it becomes like a kind of like an egotistical, like, like, where it's like, well, no one, no one ever would say, no one ever would say no to me. So, you know, why, why wouldn't you like, even though I'm like 70 and ugly now, but you know, it was, I mean, it was 20 years ago too, but that's really not the point issue. You know, some people are attracted to 70 year olds. I can't, I can't judge that. It's true. true. Um, but you know, consent is a thing. Yes. Um, and it's kind of a very important thing. I think it's something that we're, we're beginning to at least address more. Um, so that's, that's positive. See, there are positive things. I'm not, I'm not always pessimistic. I'm, I'm positive about the future. <laughs> if we, if, if we have one. <laughs> let's let's end on this note consent is always a thing people consent Con, consent is, is important. Yeah. Re, real quick. Real, last, real consent. Last, last point. I saw I saw a post on Facebook on one in, in one of my groups, one of one of my my funny groups, and it was like someone really posted like um, getting mad about your significant other cheating is is polyphobic. And luckily for the people in the comments, like didn't bite on that, and it's like there's there's an issue of consent there. Like yeah, polyamory yeah, is there's nothing wrong with that as long as all parties are are consenting, consenting. to it. Yeah, yeah. If you agree, if you agree to only be exclusive, yeah. then there is a problem with that. If you are, yeah. if you agree that you're going to be open, then there's no problem. So, yeah, yeah it, all, it all comes down to consent. So consent. Yeah. That's important. So consent. It's a thing. That's the title yeah, we, of the episode. It's happening. <laughs> consent. Okay. I don't That's know. Your, your title. <laughs> My okay. Titles I matter. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll think about it. People. Uh, yeah. I don't know. My, people might read that and think well, that's, a, that's a weird title. Well, all the titles are weird. Well, I hope you made it this far into the podcast, actually. So, you know, if you made it this far into our discussion about what the title should be, thanks for, thank, uh, thanks for listening. Um, it's been another wonderful Friday. Um, we'll be hopefully back next week with a special guest. Oh, is that next week? No, oh, yeah, two, weeks. no two, two, weeks, weeks. two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Special secret secret guest. Two, secret two guest. Yes. You think I would? You think I would know that? With what the other big thing you that's should. coming up in you two should weeks. Know that. But you know, well, time is time is a is a flat circle, and it's very hard to keep track of nowadays. Time is wibbly wobbly, wibbly wobbly time, baby. Yeah, Doctor right, let's references. get Sorry. let's get out of here. We got work to do. You got work to do. I do. Thanks for listening, people. Have I appreciate week. we appreciate you. You can email us at gzillennial at gmail You can find me on YouTube at just another guy talking about stuff. I'd say I you can find me online, but I really don't do much anymore. <laughs> I posted an awesome video about scones recently, so if you want to check that out, I do let enjoy me know, a good scone. Let me know what you think. 
And until next time, see you. Classy. <laughs>